I'd like to welcome everybody to the service this evening. If you please stand and grab your hymnals, turn to page 391. Page 391, we'll sing the first, second, and last verse. certainly want to welcome everyone to your service tonight. What a blessing it is to be in God's house with God's people. We're grateful to have all of our, our visitors, and uh, Joseph's glad to have him. He's from Covington and going back home, and so we're thankful to have him tonight. And certainly we got a lot to pray about, so uh, we'll do that in just a little bit. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you for the grace that you've given us this day. We thank you for health and for strength. Thank you most of all for the Lord Jesus. The Lord makes all things that we have possible. And Lord, we just place ourselves tonight in your care. Ask that, Lord, you direct uh, every part of the service. Pray you'd speak to hearts as only you can as the word of God goes forth. May the Holy Spirit of God find willing spirits and open hearts that, Lord, might work in a very special way tonight in our service. Lord, we'll just love you. We'll thank you for what you're going to do. Ask you to be with our nation, be with our president, our leaders, guide them. Lord, bring them to truth. And Lord, help each one of us tonight. And Lord, we might walk in the truth of the word of God. And we'll give you the glory and give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. As you're being seated, grab your hymnal there again and turn to page 301. Page 301, we'll sing all three verses. 
you fellas come for the offering. Uh, we'll receive the offering for the evening. And that goes towards our young people. It's a great, great song. And uh, now, <laughs> that's the time. The Bible says now's the uh, accepted time. Uh, today's the day of salvation. Yeah, but you've got to put your trust in him. Put your trust in him. But now's the time to do it if you haven't done it. Amen. And uh, I know you shouldn't wait any longer. And uh, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You're sitting there thinking about that. The Bible says our life's a vapor. It appears for a little time and then it vanishes away. Tomorrow's not promised. And so trust him now. Amen. Let's go to Lord in prayer. How about Brother um, uh, Jim lead us in prayer for the offering, would you? Amen. on the back of your bulletins or chorus or it's in your songbook there page 277 I love you Lord if you'll stand we'll sing it once through and shake hands and greet one another Yeah. 
Sing it one more time as you make your way back to your seats. Take your bulletins out there. I want to bring a few things to your attention. And um, I want to thank everybody that helped us out on the uh, Super Sunday with uh, giving. I think we had a little bit shy of $600 given uh, towards the mission trip. And that's a big help. And so uh, praise the Lord for that. And so I think about all the soup got gone and uh, everything we had, I think about got gone. But it was good. appreciate all the folks who made stuff. And uh, I know it was a very, very busy weekend with all that was going on. But we did a good job and had a good time in fellowship. Had a good, uh, good services on Sunday, and we praise God for it. Have a little um, thank you card here um, from the Brent Rochester family, uh, just basically thanking us for uh, encouraging them, uh, thanking them for the love offering that we gave toward them and then toward Chloe. And so uh, they just wanted to say thank you. They appreciate the fellowship and all that was going on there, so uh, thanks from them. And then um, I have a letter here from um, some of our folks that we support and, uh, to Israel, doing some work in Israel. And um, I just wanted to read you this, because we don't, we don't hear this on the news. You don't hear it, you know, um, a lot uh, from any news agency. But uh, I thought this was interesting, and it kind of keeps us aware of what's going on. But I don't have time to read the whole letter. Um, but uh, they thank them for their, for their, their prayers and all those kind of things and uh, open doors for the gospel and continue to help victims in Israel uh, through their ministry. But um, he wrote here, the height of hypocrisy... By the highest court in the world, 
And he says, it's hard to believe that Israel must defend itself against the accusation of causing genocide with the Palestinian people. The Court of the United Nations, which is called the International Court of Justice, is hearing this case against Israel. But it has now been revealed that a group of Palestinians employed by the United Nations took part in the October 7th attack. UN vehicles and facilities were used in the attack. One of the released hostages was even held in the home of a UN employee who was working with Hamas. This court of the UN should apologize to Israel for their employees participating in the murders and atrocities of October 7th. And then he went on to talk about the administration that we have and um, the current administration, Secretary Blinken, uh, about sending messages that they want the war stopped. Uh, they want Israel to pull back, let the conditions remain dangerous for Israel. Um, but Israel can't allow this to happen, in his opinion. Uh, its very existence is at stake. Uh, so the message to the world is that the relationship between the U.S. and Israel is strained and uncertain. That's the message that's being sent, and, uh, which emboldens the enemies of Israel. While the relationship between Hezbollah, Iran, Russia, and China is rock solid, the Biden administration has created instability. It is a dangerous message to send. Uh, thankfully, as Christians, we know that God has a plan for Israel, and they will not be destroyed. And there's some passages here I don't have time to read, but I just, you know, we need to be praying for Israel. Uh, it's not presently affecting us right here, and so it's, it's easy to get away from it and not think about it. But, um, you know, the Lord's in control, and um, we need to pay attention and make sure that we're doing our part to pray for Israel and um, to hold them up in prayer and, and uh, stand behind them uh, as individuals but as a nation as well. And so just keep them in prayer. Many of you know who we're talking about there, so just keep them in prayer if you would, please. That'd be great. Look at your bulletin, if you would, please, a few announcements. And um, so we got this progressive supper. And I think we, yeah, we still got a sign-up sheet down here, so if you hadn't signed up for that, um, sign up for that tonight. That'll give us uh, an idea of who's coming. We've uh, started buying food and things like that. And so we'll start at our house at 6 o'clock, and uh, then we'll um, roll over to Mary and Jamie's and then to uh, Eddie and Meredith's for dessert. And so looking forward to all that. And got some games planned, some new games we've learned <laughs> at the couple's retreat. And so we'll play some games, have a good time in fellowship, have some good meal, and that'll be great. So please, if you've got any questions about that, see me, see Pastor, uh, see one of our wives, that'd be great. But sign up, that'd be the biggest thing you can do. That'll help us so we know who's coming. And then we can get you uh, directions if you need to or whatever, uh, whatever you need to be helpful to you, all right? And we got this rally in the valley coming up with Brother Byron Fox. That'll be on the 23rd, so a week from Friday. And looking forward to having Brother Byron with us. And um, very busy man, working feverishly in a whole lot of different areas. Uh, got a text message the other day about all that's going on with this, these bills, these gambling bills and, and stuff in Virginia. And um, so we'll try to keep you learning all those things. And then uh, we'll have our choir refresher on Saturday the 24th. And then we'll have Brother Biden with us for the a.m. and the p.m. service on the 25th. And so um, we'll begin uh, this Easter egg fundraiser. Uh, kids will be asking you, and they'll be selling sheets. This will be for the camp and for um, the mission trip, uh, whoever's getting involved in that. So please uh, help us out with that. And then uh, a whole lot going on in the month of March. We hit the ground running in March with the Scripture Assembly. Brother Dan Hummel uh, will be with us on that Sunday, a missions conference. And uh, Easter's right on the corner. And uh, I got this Bridge of Hope meeting uh, for the Rally in the Valley next month. And our rally, Brother Reno will be with us, be staying over for Easter Sunday. Uh, be preaching our... Um, our sunrise service, and so a lot of things going on. I pay close attention to all those things. And happy birthday this week uh, to Willow today, with a mark today. And then, uh, of course, um, Hudson's got a birthday tomorrow. And then congratulations to Brother Frankie and Miss Karen today on their anniversary. Congratulations to you guys. All right, won't you stand with us one more time? And uh, Brother Kenny, come listen to the song. 
Oh, by the way, uh, we found this little, um, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, it looks very, very expensive. It's a butterfly, I think, or angel wings on pearls. I don't know if it's really pearls, but it was sitting back there by Peggy and Terry. I don't think it's Terry's. <laughs> I don't think. That's not yours about Terry. Okay. Uh, I mean, nothing like that? Okay. okay. All right. No, so it's up here if you lost it, and so we'll just leave it right there. How about that? Please stand and turn to page 326. Page 326, turn your eyes upon Jesus. We'll sing all three verses. certainly need to be praying tonight. We've got uh, several people that are sick. I continue, if you will, pray for Brother Tony. He's not feeling well from his cage roar. Uh, she's uh, still having some uh, difficulties with uh, this blood clot. And then I'll be praying for Brother Lonnie Moore. He's uh, in Africa, and uh, it's a whole lot warmer there than it is here. Amen. I'll be praying for him as he, he's trying to get in some of uh, the universities there 
and uh, set up some music programs at uh, there. So I'll be praying for him, then, of course, be praying for uh, the nation of Israel, if you will. And then, of course, I'd ask you to continue to pray for Temple Baptist Church and Crown College and that they'll be finding a pastor and uh, president of the college here before long. And then uh, I'd ask you to be praying for uh, Brother Richard Jacobs and his family, uh, one of our missionaries in Nashville. Uh, they've started a church, and they have the opportunity to buy uh, some land that they can build on. And uh, so far, they have uh, uh, the church itself has given $50,000 towards uh, the land, and uh, they've raised another 53000 and yet they uh, have about $391,500 uh, uh, that they need to raise by April the 5th. And so I'd ask you to be praying for them, be praying that God would help. And if you desire to give something, if you'll see me, I'll give you the information where you can send the, the money or you can just uh, put it in here in the church offering designated for uh, Jacob's land. And uh, we'll make sure that they get it, all right? And we'd appreciate that. But remember this in truth. Uh, this is a great opportunity for the church. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, God's going to bless, I know. And I know he's going to supply it. And so if you will, remember that in prayer, if you will. Remember our Sunday school teachers, if you will, in prayer, that God will help them on Sunday. Uh, Brother Tony and Dale and Jared and uh, Jim and uh, Brother Ross uh, Miss Penny, Karen, Crystal, uh, Kaylee, uh, if you will, remember all of our teachers in prayer, the safety team. Remember, as we've already mentioned, the rally in the valley coming up, be praying for them. And then, of course, uh, be praying for Brother Ron and Lisa Bixler. They'll be traveling tomorrow, I believe. And so remember them in prayer, if you will. And then, of course, uh, the Bridge of Hope uh, youth rally coming up this, this, uh, this fall. Uh, if you would be praying for that. And then, uh, of course, uh, be praying, if you will, uh, as we've already mentioned, for the rally this month. And uh, then, of course, in March, we start off with the Scripture Assembly, and then we have the Missions Conference, and be praying, if you will, for that, if you will. Remember our missionaries in prayer, if you will. Uh, God would help them. Boy, I tell you what, the world is ever-changing. Uh, it, things are expensive here at home, but when you get into other countries, hey, it's, uh, they're expensive there too, so remember them, if you will, uh, and I certainly would ask you to be praying for uh, those of our uh, church, and I think of uh, the um, Puente uh, family, uh, Roberto and uh, then Alberto Jr., and then Fran, that God would help them there in Spain. So just a few of our missionaries tonight, that God would help them. And then, of course, uh, we, we do have a lot of people that, that we need to pray for, and I'm not going to mention all of them, but I would ask you to uh, remember, I believe, the family of Sebastian and his passing. I'll be praying for the family at this time, that very difficult situation. Uh, Linda and Dennis Fitzgerald, if you would. Uh, Mackenzie Campbell and the baby, if you will. Remember uh, Brother Cash Lawson, if you will. Uh, God would help him. And then uh, just be praying for uh, our, uh, our folks that are shut in. Ms. Geneva, be praying that God would help her and uh, just touch her body, if you will. 
And then, of course, uh, just be praying for uh, our, our governor, our attorney general, our, our leaders of Virginia, our, our congressmen, and so forth. Uh, and you be praying for our, our, our president and, and the and Congress. They need to get their act together. I'm sorry. They need to get their act together. And, uh, you know, because one of these days you're going to wake up and you're not going to have a country if they don't do something quickly. And so remember them in prayer. And then continue to pray for Ms. Uh, uh, Kyle Jennings, if you will, and the arthritis there. Be praying that uh, that'll get better. And then, of course, uh, Brother Herschel uh, Simmons, as he's continuing to recover from uh, surgery. I remember Brother Arnold, he'll be having surgery here uh, in just a few weeks, March the 6th. And Brother Dan Williamson on March the 7th, uh, be having a procedure done. Our college students, uh, Isaac and McKenna, uh, Colton and Kaylin and Elena uh, at uh, JMU, and then Naomi at Hiles Anderson. Remember all these folks in prayer, if you will, uh, that God would help them and uh, work in a very special way there. All right, uh, that uh, I could read some more, but I, do we have any other prayer requests tonight? We'll just start here and work our way back. Amen. Anybody tonight? Pastor, I know we got Chloe on the um, sheet, but in the card that the Rochester sent us, they asked us to be praying for um, Miss Rochester too. Um, okay. Francie, I think how you say her name. Is that yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's she's needs some answers to health problems, so they asked to pray for her. Okay. Praying for Miss Francie Rochester, and then of course we'll continue to pray for Miss uh, Chloe, if you will, that God will help her. And I believe she's one more. One more. She just finished it. She's on her 14th cycle, which is yeah. a number of treatments. Yeah. But so she. Yes, the last one for a while. Praise God for that. I know they'll be glad. And so remember these folks in prayer, if you will. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else? All right. On the side, Robin. Praying for Miss Cindy Connor and the issues that she has there, there and uh, rehab. And I've been in the hospital, just uh, uh, had surgery, removing some toes. So please be praying for Miss uh, Stephanie. Do you have your hand up? Um, just add Curtis and Sandra. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyone else have unspoken? All right. Okay. Amen. And uh, be praying for Curtis and Miss Sandra, if you will. All right. Go ahead, Miss Kathy. Uh, there was about nine of those children were shot in Kansas, so praying yeah. for Yeah. Yep. Be praying for that uh, in Kansas, the shooting that went there. Be praying for them. All right. Who else? All right, Miss Chelsea. Praying for Ms. Anna uh, Jennings and uh, the back problems she's had since the accident. Uh, she uh, certainly needs our prayers. All right, bro, uh, Will. Mm -hmm. Amen.
Amen. Be praying for the Browns there in Hoover, Alabama. They need uh, a place to meet, and they need uh, full support. Amen. And then, of course, the Martins also need, uh, as they travel, safety on the road for deputation, and then, of course, need some more uh, support to be raised. So remember these folks in prayer, if you will, tonight. Amen. All right, anyone else? Anyone else? All right, Brother Rick. All right, be praying for Molly. She has a test coming up. Amen. All right, anyone else? All right, Miss Donna. Amen. Be praying for Miss Donna and uh, the boys, Tyler, and them, if you will, as they mourn the loss of Bill. Amen. All right. Anyone else? All right. No other prayer requests. We'll gather around the altar here tonight, and uh, then I'll close in prayer in just a few moments. Amen. Our Father, we do come tonight. We count it a great honor and privilege to come to the throne of grace and, Lord, make our petitions known. And, Lord, tonight I just ask you that, Lord, you would be with uh, Lord Brother Tony. You would touch his body and help him from his Katie and, uh, Lord, the, the blood clot there in the liver. I pray you to help it to be uh, the medicine to do what it needs to do to correct the problem. And, Lord, for Curtis and Sandra, pray you'd help them to feel better. Uh, Lord, think of Brother Lonnie there in uh, Africa, Lord, and the need of, Lord, pray you'd just guide him, give him wisdom. You'd open the doors that need to be that he might be able to, uh, Lord, uh, get into these uh, colleges, universities, to be able to start good godly uh, uh, ministry programs with music. And, Lord, just be with... uh, uh, the family of Sebastian tonight in his passing. May you comfort them and strengthen them. And uh, Lord, for Miss Anna uh, Jennings, Lord, may you just touch her body and help her and Miss Kylie. And 
Lord, we uh, think of uh, Frances, uh, Lord uh, Rochester tonight, and the uh, needs that she has, and for Miss uh, Chloe, I pray you'd help her, Lord, you'd work in her life, and uh, Lord, for Miss Cindy Connor, I pray you'd just, uh, Lord, help her to recover, and Lord, uh, get back to normal health, and uh, Lord, be with uh, uh, the Brown family there in Alabama, I pray you'd help them, Lord, to be able to get a building, be able to, uh, Lord, uh, start services, and be able to finish up their debitation with full support. Lord, for the Martins tonight, we pray you'd help them, Lord, give them safety as they're on the road, and Lord, uh, need uh, to raise more support to go back to uh, Mongolia, we pray you'd help them. And then, Lord, we think of Ms. Molly and the test that'll be coming. Pray that, Lord, you'll just work and touch her body and raise her up there. And, uh, Lord, we just pray tonight that, Lord, you'll be at the ministers of Victory Baptist Church. I think of our Sunday school teachers on the Lord's Day. Pray that, Lord, you might, Lord, just anoint their minds and hearts as they prepare. And, uh, Lord, we pray that, uh, Lord, you'd help us to see people saved. I pray you'd fill up this building. Lord, may we uh, see a moving and a working of the Spirit of God in our midst. And, Lord, we'd be humbled and receptive to the Word of God. And, Lord, tonight we just ask you, Lord, once again, just uh, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Israel tonight. Pray you'd just work in a very special way there. And Lord, we commit ourselves to you and ask that you just anoint and bless Brother Lane as he comes. Fill him with thy spirit. And help him to, Lord, have the very message that we need tonight. We'll love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll take the Word of God, if you would, please, and go with me to Luke chapter number 23. Luke chapter number 23. And we'll begin reading in verse number 13. The Word of God says, And Pilate, when he had called together the chief priest and the rulers of the people, said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverteth, perverteth the people. And behold, I have examined him before you, have not, have found no fault in him, this man touching those things whereof you have accused, where you accuse him. No, nor yet Herod, verse number 15, for I sent you to him, and lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. For of necessity he must release unto them one of them at the feast. And they cried out all at once saying, Away with this man and release unto us Barabbas. Who for a certain sedition made in the city and for murder was cast into prison. Pilate therefore willing to release Jesus spake again to them. But they cried saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And he said unto them the third time, Why, what evil hath he done? I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. And they were instant 
with loud voices requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and of the chief priests prevailed. And Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. And he released unto them him that for sedition and murder was cast into prison, whom they had desired, but he delivered Jesus to their will. And as they led him away, they laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country, and on him they laid the cross, that he might bear it after Jesus. And there followed him a great company of people and of women, which also bewailed and lamented him. But Jesus turning unto them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming in the which they shall say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bear, and the paps which never gave suck. Then shall they begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills cover us. For if they do these things in a green tree, what shall be done in the dry? And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. I want to preach this message to you tonight. And I want you to look in your Bible there in verse number 33 and just underline one word. And when they were come to the place that is called Calvary. If you're having a marking things in your Bible, I want you to notice the expression Calvary. And I want to preach to you just a few minutes tonight on this subject of Calvary's love. Calvary's love. What would compel the Lord Jesus to go to Calvary? What would compel God to send his only begotten son, his perfect son, his spotless son, the spotless lamb of God that was without sin, that could not sin because he was perfect. What would compel him to go to the cross, to suffer all that he suffered physically, emotionally, the separation from God the Father when he died on the cross of Calvary. God the Father turning his back on God the Son while he bore the sin debt of the entire world. What could possibly cause him to go to that and through that? Well, it was his love. There's no doubt about that. For God so loved, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He loved you that much. He loved me that much. He loves the world that much. John 3.16 tells us that. 1 John 3.16 the Bible says, hereby perceive we the love of God. Hereby perceive we the love of God. That he gave his, excuse me, because he laid down his life for us. That's how we understand. That's how we know that he loved us. He laid down his life. That's why he went to Calvary. Was to give his life. Was to pay his sin debt. Not in part, but the whole. And that's exactly what he did. How many of you guys have ever heard that song, Calvary's Love? You ever heard it before? Yeah, I, I was listening to that today. And some tremendous words. I wish I could sing it, but I would really butcher it. Um, Calvary's love will sell forever. 
bright and shining, strong and free. Like an ark of peace and safety on the sea of human need. Though the hours, excuse me, through the hours of all the ages, those tired of sailing on their own finally rest inside the shadow cast by Calvary's love across their souls. Calvary's love can heal the spirit. Life has crushed and cast aside and redeem till heaven's promise fills with joy once empty eyes. So desire to tell his story of love that loved enough to die. Burns away all other passions and, and fed by Calvary's love becomes a fire. Calvary's love has never faltered. All its wonders still remain. Stole, souls still stake eternal passage. Sins atone and heaven gained. And then the course you'll probably know. Calvary's love. Calvary's love. Priceless gift. Christ makes us worthy of. The deepest sin can't rise above Calvary's love. What a course. Calvary's love, Calvary's love. Priceless gift Christ makes us worthy of. We're not worthy in ourselves. You're not worthy. I'm not worthy. No one's worthy. Christ makes us worthy because he's the worthy one. He's the spotless lamb of God that was able to pay the sin debt for all of mankind, that tasted death for all of mankind. The deepest sin cannot rise above Calvary's love. And so tonight, I just want you to think a little bit. I want you to be encouraged by, by the love that God showed to us on Calvary. And they were... And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Calvary's love. Let me just give you a few things here tonight. I think it'll encourage you. I know it's encouraged me today. Calvary's love is number one, it's a forgiving love. Look with me at the very next verse in verse number 34. To my knowledge, I believe... And what I found is that this is the first recorded saying of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. The first recorded saying of Jesus on the cross. Of, now he may have spoken, I don't know, but this is the first recorded one that we have him speaking on the cross. Verse number 34, then said Jesus, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Calvary's love is a forgiving love. Who needs forgiveness? Every single one of us needs forgiveness. Why? Because all of us are sinners. There's none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single one of us need forgiveness. Jesus, the first recorded saying why he's hanging on the cross... Bleeding and dying for the sins of mankind. His Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. You're talking about injustice. Jesus had done no wrong. He had no sin. And they release a murderer and a robber. Because they hated the Lord Jesus that much. I'm not, the religious crowd did that. 
But Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So I want you to see, number one tonight, that, that Calvary's love is a forgiving love. Would you flip back with me to chapter number seven of the book of Luke? Luke chapter number seven, I think we can see some interesting things about forgiveness in this passage of scripture. Luke chapter number seven. Look with me in verse number 36. And I'll just read 36 through 50. The Bible says in Luke chapter number seven, beginning in verse number 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears. And did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself. Now he didn't say this out loud. He thought this as you and I would think something to ourselves but not speak it. He spake within himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. Jesus says there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50 and when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Jesus said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thy house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet. But she hath washed my feet with her tears, with tears, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that said it meet with him began to say with themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he saith to the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I want you to know that, that Calvary's love... Calvary's love is a forgiving love. Just, just as we read in this story, listen, Christ, our Savior, He accepts those who come to Him 
in faith. He accepts those people. Listen, if you're saved tonight, God accepted you. God accepted me. Didn't matter what kind of sinner I was, how many sins I had committed. Doesn't matter how many sins I commit in the future. God has forgiven me. Past, present, and future. My sins are forgiven. He accepts those who come to him. That's what the Bible tells us here in these verses. Jesus accepted this woman that came to him. He accepts those who come to him. He forgives those who come to him. He gave this lady forgiveness, though her sins were many. She knew that. But she came to the right person to get her sins forgiven. The Lord Jesus Christ. So forgiving love. Our Savior accepts those who come to him. Our Savior forgives those who come to him by faith. Our Savior saves those who come to him. Verse number 50 said, and he said to the woman, thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Listen, dear church, our sin debt has been paid in full. In John chapter number 19, the gospel according to John, in John's account of this crucifixion, this death of the Lord Jesus. In verse number 30 of John chapter 19, this is what it says. When Jesus therefore had received vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Finished. That word is used 26 times. It's translated Eight times finished, seven times fulfilled, four times accomplished, two times pay, one time perform, one time expire, and miscellaneous, it's used three times. But it means to bring to a close, to finish, to, to end, to perform, to execute, complete, fulfill, to pay. Christ satisfied God's justice by dying for all to pay for the sins of the elect. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it. Why did he say, well, who's the elect? That's anybody that'll get saved. God knows who they are. But as anybody will get saved, they'll trust the Lord Jesus as their personal Savior and come to him by faith. Someone said, these sins can never be punished again since that would violate God's justice. Sin can only be punished once, either by a substitute or by yourself. So either you accept the substitute that God gave in the Lord Jesus Christ or you pay for it yourself. If you pay for it yourself, if you choose to pay for it yourself, you have to go to hell to pay for it. Because the Bible says for the wages of sin is death. It's physical death and it's spiritual death. Revelation tells us that in death and hell we're cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So if you've trusted Christ, you've chosen to accept the substitute of the Lord Jesus Christ in your place. That's what I did, praise God. 
at the age of eight years old. Didn't know everything about it, didn't understand it. Uh, everything about the Bible, I knew I was a sinner. I knew that uh, I owed a payment and I knew that Jesus paid it for me. And all I had to do was receive the gift of God that was eternal life through Jesus Christ, my Lord. And I prayed and accepted Christ, asked God to forgive me my sin. And I was by faith born into the family of God, just like that. And I, I have the gift now. I mean, I, I possess it right now, the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It is a present possession. If you're saved, it's your possession. He saves those who come to him. It's a forgiving love. He accepts those who come to him. He forgives those who come to him in faith. He saves those who come to him. Never forget that the debt of sin that you and I owed and are obligated to pay has been paid in full by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So it is a forgiving love. It is a forgiving love that accepts those who come to him, that forgives those who come to him, that saves those who come to him. I like this last one. That gives peace to those who come to him in turmoil. Can you imagine this dear lady's life? The turmoil that she had? You look at our world. I, Eric and I, we were in the grocery store today and just, good night. There's, there's a lot of hurting people. And I'm like, where in the world are we at? I mean, we're in Walmart, but I know where we're at, but I'm like, good night. People need Jesus. They need, they need the peace. They need peace with God, but they need the peace of God. You don't get the peace of God unless you make peace with God. You make peace with God through Jesus Christ the Lord. But he gives peace to those who come to him in turmoil. Maybe your life's not a wreck financially or Physically or emotionally. A lot of people's are. But I submit to you this evening that if you're sitting here this morning without, excuse me, this evening without Christ. Your life's a wreck. You need Jesus. He's the only one that can straighten you out. He's the only one that can straighten out the, the, the position that you find yourself in without Christ. You sit there, oh, I'm all right. I'll do it another day. 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 You may not have another day. But God will give peace to those who come to him in turmoil. He gave this lady peace. Did he give you peace when you got saved? He gave me peace when I got saved. Peace with God. And as I follow him in his word and trust him, he gives me the peace of God. The Bible says, passeth all understanding that will keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So Calvary's love, number one, is a forgiving love. Have you experienced it? Have you accepted the Lord Jesus? What about this application? Are you giving forgiveness? Isn't that a command, I think, that Christ gave to us? I believe, if I remember, if I remember Ephesians 4.32... 
is what's coming to my mind. I don't have it written down. I believe, I hope that's right. Yeah. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted. Forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. You know, God's forgiven us of a, a lot of pretty awful stuff, hasn't he? He said, no, not, well, you're in a bad way. Take a, take a, a reading of, of, of the book of 1 John for a little bit. If we, if, we, if we say we have no sin, we condemn ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we've all been forgiven more than we ever deserve. We've all been extended mercy far beyond what we ever deserve. Every single one of us. And praise God for it. So who are we to not want to forgive others? Spouses, children, family members, neighbors, church family. Yeah. I'm just saying, how, how are we in this, in this area of forgiveness? Christ forgave us. Calvary's, Calvary's love is a forgiving love. We've been talking about it. Hey, he says... Um, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. And he says what? Continue ye in my love. I believe it's John 15. Something like that. I forget. I don't have that written down either. We've been, we've been preaching about that. The love of the Bible. The love of Christ. Craving his word, right? As the Father hath loved me, even so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. John 15, 9, I think is the, is the text. Don't quote me on that. Anyway, I, I want you to see number one, it's a, it's a forgiving love. Calvary's love is a forgiving love. Quickly, Calvary's love is a forever love. Forever. How long is forever? Well, it's forever. It's eternal. I love how God uses the word eternal and everlasting in the Bible. And for the life of me, I don't understand how people get mixed up and think they can lose their salvation. Just those two words right there clarify it for me. Eternal and everlasting. Everlasting life, eternal life. That's what I have. That's what I possess. The moment I, got, I trusted Christ, I have eternal, everlasting life. Write down Romans 8, 35 through 39 and look there sometime. Talking about the love of Christ. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. It talks about Death and principalities and powers, things and all of it, nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ. Why? Because it's a forever love. This forgiving love is a, is a forever love. John 10, 27 through 30, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. Listen here. And I give unto them, I give unto them eternal life. Here's another word. And they shall never perish. Never perish. Neither shall any men pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Psalm 23, verse number six. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. How long? Forever. 
forever. Psalm 39, 29, the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. I'm just saying Calvary's love is a forever love. You don't have to worry about losing it. You don't have to worry about it diminishing. God's love for you will not diminish. Calvary's love will not diminish. It is forever. It is forgiving. I like this one, number three, it's forgetting. We're bad sometimes about forgiving and not forgetting, aren't we? Yeah, go ahead. We all are at times. One verse, Psalm 103, 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. As far as the east is from the west. It just keeps going. So far hath he removed our transgressions from us. He he remembers them no more. The Bible says he's cast them into the depths of the sea. I wish I had time to take you to Genesis. I've been reading through Genesis, finishing up Genesis last week. Started Exodus this week in my Bible readings. and, And the story of Joseph every time amazes me. Jacob dies and uh, his, and his brothers think that, listen, Joseph's going to turn on them. Joseph says, listen, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good to save much people alive. I mean, it, he forgot about it. I mean, God, God, God was in all of that, Joseph said. And Joseph knew and Je- Joseph come to understand. He had forgot about that to a certain degree. And I don't understand all of those the depths of that, and um, I, I think it's, you know, we, we choose to forget. We choose not to hold that person accountable any longer and bring it up again. Hold that charge to them. I, yeah, we remember, but I'm not going to hold that over them for the rest of their life. That's what we tend to do sometimes. Oh, that, 10 years ago, yep, you remember what you did, but I've forgiven you for it. Hogwash. I'm just saying it's a forgetting love. Aren't you glad God doesn't keep our... Say, whoa, you remember that? What, what about this one? What about that one? We'd be in a heap of trouble if God did that for you and I. But yet we do it to others. It's a forgetting love. And lastly, it's a future love. John 14, 1 through 6. Jesus is going to prepare a place for us. That's what he said in his word. That's what he told the disciples. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself for where I am there ye may be also. It's a future love. It's a forgetting love. It's a forever love. It's a forgiving love. I thought about this future love and... For some reason, my mind went to my family. Am I going to take care of my family in the future? What if something happens to me? Is my family going to be taken care of? What about if something happens to you? People have so many different views and opinions. Oh, God's going to take care of them. Yeah, God gave you to take care of them. Talking about different things in the Bible. I don't have time to go into about inheritances and leaving inheritance for your children and all these kind of things, but... 
What, fellas, what's your wife going to do if something happens to you? Is she going to be able to survive? Is she going to be able to pay the house payment? Is she going to be able to get groceries, pay, pay the bills? What about, what about that, that future? You know, God's taking care of us. I mean, he's preparing a place for us. Walls of Jasper, street of gold, gate of pearl, gates of pearl, mansions. I'm not saying you have to leave that for your wife. Don't, don't misunderstand me. But I ought to take care of my wife if something happens to me. You have some life insurance? You want to leave her something to bury you? I, I don't know. I just thought about that. I mean, the future, right? It, I mean, I say I love her. Am I taking care of her if something were to happen to me? God took care of us in the future. He's preparing a place for us. Hogwash on that fellow that says, oh, God's going to take care of her. No, God, that's your responsibility. God's left you to take care of that lady and that family. So I'm just saying, make sure you've, you've prepared for things like that if you, if you can. Amen? What about Calvary's love? It's, it's a pretty amazing love, isn't it? It's forgiving love. It's a forever love. It's a forgetting love, and it's a, it's a future love. Father, thank you so much for the love that's been demonstrated to us that the Bible speaks so clearly of. And Father, help us to continue in that love. Thank you for the forgiving love that it is, the future love that it is, the forgetting love that it is, the forever love that it is. And help us, Lord, to emulate Christ to the very highest possible degree that we can in showing the love of Christ to others, taking care of our families, forgiving, forgetting, and giving this message of forgiveness to the world in which we live, to those who need it. Stir our hearts. Father, I pray that you would enable us to have the mind of Christ, to love your appearing, and to have the desire to see folks come to Christ as a result of our communication with them. Fill us with thy spirit. Bless this church. Bless our pastor. Thank you for our church family. We ask all these things in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.